Hello there, and welcome back to another episode of Chocolate Tech, your guide to all things tech. I'm your host, Ethan Azam, and let's get started, shall we? So first things first, uh, there's a running uh, joke on PCs and uh, gaming consoles, uh, but can it run Crisis? Now, if you don't know, Crisis was a game, I think it was released in 2007, I'm not exactly sure, but it was a really big open world game. Uh, it was huge for the time. Uh, it needed a lot of power, so not not any budget gaming uh, setup uh, could actually support the game. But of course, with uh, better uh, processing powers and better uh, graphical uh, power uh, performance, uh, yeah, I mean, basically any budget PC can run Crisis. But uh, someone has taken it to the next level. So, Exhibit A, uh, the... Uh, NVIDIA GeForce uh, RTX 3090 it has 24 gigabytes of uh, video memory which is a lot probably most programs don't even need half of that uh, amount of memory uh, so at strife212 on twitter did something useful with that extra space he made a 15 gigabyte partition on the VRAM and installed Crisis 3 on it and he says that performance is actually really good. That is surprising. I mean, not about uh, the performance. I mean, it's an RTX 3090. It's $1,500. Of course, it's going to run good. But I'm, I'm surprised that someone actually thought or conceived of this idea. Hey, I have Crisis 3, right? Uh, and I don't have a hard drive big enough to store it. Huh. Well, to the GPU it is. Okay, after some re uh, researching, uh, Crisis 3 came out in 2013. I mean, it's not necessarily an old game, but it is old enough to be only 15 gigabytes in size. I'm surprised. But convenience-wise, I have no idea. Uh, I think it's on Steam. Yeah, it is. It's on Steam, so it doesn't have to go to File Explorer or use a shortcut he just has to open it from the steam client app while it does work and it does prove to be very fast maybe even a bit faster than most uh, hard drives out there I, I still don't think that it's convenient enough to be the mainline uh, storage uh, option because that's not what nvidia or any gpu manufacturer uh, intended the product to do long story short you can install uh, games or any programs into your GPU's VRAM, just be careful. And speaking of uh, GPU manufacturers, MSI had a pretty crazy, maybe even disappointing week for them. I mean, perf I mean for their sales, and there isn't anything impressive, neither any of their new products, it's about what they did uh, on the inside. Uh, so, MSI actually has uh, multiple branches uh, of uh, subsidiaries, uh, if you will, uh, that are, are all uh, owned by MSI. Uh, one of them is called Starlet. And Starlet has been caught scalping uh, RTX 3080s. That's not a good image for MSI, now is it? Now MS uh, MSI has recently had 
a pretty rough track of being uh, a good company. They did some bad, bad uh, things that, yeah, uh, of course they ruined their reputation, but I don't think it ruined their sales per se. But this, I mean, I think this goes over the, over the line. I mean, scalping uh, RTX 30s on eBay. If you don't know what scalping is, is basically when you buy multiple quantities of a product online uh, and then uh, you get them like immediately as they uh, are sold. And I believe most scalpers out there uh, sell those multiple quantities but for more money so it's more expensive but it only works best when that product is very limited so for example uh, early earlier this year uh, the Nintendo Switch has had a lot uh, of big sales numbers everyone wanted to buy a Switch so naturally scalpers um, you know bought hundreds of maybe even thousands of switches and sold them for over two thousand dollars that was an insane time to be a nintendo fan but msi isn't just one person it's a whole big big company when it comes to computer components uh starlet i have no idea what starlet does but still a subsidiary of msi i mean that's ugh, that's bad for them uh, I mean, is scalping good? Absolutely not. That's just unfair. Uh, most scalpers even use bots or uh, algorithms that uh, immediately buy a product uh, the millisecond it's launched. So yeah, that's that's just terrible. So, SK Hynix, right? So, so you may be wondering, what is an SK Hynix? I was asking the exact same question until I saw this article by The Verge that they apparently made the first commercial ready uh, DDR5 memory module. Now, uh, memory is measured in, of course, speed and uh, it's put in what is called a DDR, um, you know, a measurement. So, so, for example, if you have DDR3, it's faster than it's slower than DDR4, and DDR4 is uh, slower than DDR5, and then the list goes on and on and on. So uh, SK Hynix made the first uh, DDR5 memory modules. It's expected to ship in uh, the third quarter of 2021, but uh, SK Hynix said that they're ready whenever uh, motherboards and PC systems actually actually support them because. Uh, until now, there was no such thing called DDR5 memory modules. Okay, so what's the improvement? Uh, well, it's 1.8 times faster than standard DDR4, uh, up to f uh, 5600 megabytes per s megabits per second, which is actually not uh, the exact spec we were promised. Uh, three years ago, we got um, initial testing of DDR5 specs, it should be 6400 megabits per second, but come on, 5600 is still incredibly fast uh, and uh, uses less uh, electricity at only 1.1 uh, volts. So, thoughts. Uh, DDR5 is actually really fast. You 
can achieve that speed on DDR4 memory modules, but you have to overclock them. And plus, it, it costs $900. That's almost as expensive as an actual PC. Imagine paying uh, uh, the amount worth an actual PC just for a memory module, like one stick. Now, as for support from the major processing manufacturers, Intel and AMD, oh, we'll talk about them later. Uh, Intel uh, said that they will support DDR5 memory modules with future processors. AMD has, uh, won't and may not until 2022. But that, that makes sense. In 2022 feels right for, uh, for how long it will take until DDR5 catches up uh, with... Uh, popularity and familiarity too and now we have reached the main headline of this week the AMD Ryzen 5000 series yes they skipped 4000 although it technically exists well it's actually a pretty interesting story so at the beginning of this year they launched the uh, Ryzen 4000 series chips for laptops so in order to remove any confusion, they just um, renamed the next generation uh, PC uh, uh, processors. They just renamed it to 5000. And I think that uh, actually makes sense uh, because, uh, you know, and now if they continue with this naming scheme, uh, even numbers are for laptops and uh, odd numbers are for PCs. That makes sense. That's way more obvious than with the K or the H on Intel's offerings. But anyways, I digress. Uh, the Ryzen 9 5900X, the Ryzen 7 5800X, and the Ryzen 5 5600X. We also have the Ryzen 9 5950X. But let's talk about the Zen 3 architecture first, and then we'll talk about the CPUs, because I think that it's the architecture change and the improvement that is the most impressive. So with Zen 3, uh, AMD increased uh, IPC or instructions per clock uh, by 19%. So although uh, Intel uh, may have faster clock speeds, but AMD counteracts that with uh, more instructions per clock. They also allowed uh, each core to directly access the L3 cache, which make which makes a significant upgrade in latency which is good uh, they also made it uh, more energy efficient uh, than Zen 2 so although the more CP the new CPUs are more powerful than the last generation it's still at the same uh, TDP which is a nice addition so that's basically a summary of the Zen 3 uh, improvements and now let's go on uh, let's get to the actual CPUs starting with the 5900x uh, you know 12 cores 24 threads uh, 4.8 gigahertz uh, base uh, and 3.7 gigahertz boost I believe uh, 17 megabytes of cache and only 105 watts of TDP uh, the Ryzen 7 5800x 8 cores 16 threads 4.7 gigahertz 3.8 gigahertz uh, 35 megabytes of cache, 108 uh, watts of TDP, uh, and the Ryzen 5 uh, 5600X, 6 cores, 12 threads, 4.6 gigs, uh, 3.7 gigahertz, uh, 35 megabytes of cache, uh, and 65 watt uh, TDP. 
and for the most powerful CPU uh, AMD has ever made except maybe the Threadripper 3990X. The AMD Ryzen 9 5950X, uh, which AMD calls the best for gamers meets the best for creators. I like that tagline. Uh, 16 cores, 32 threads, wow. Uh, up to 4.9 gigahertz boost, uh, 7.2 megabytes of uh, L2 plus L3 cache, 105 watt TDP. Yes, uh, the the TDP on the 5950X is the exact same as the 5800X, which is way too impressive to not be impressed at. So, price and availability, uh, 5600X will cost $300, 5800X uh, 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 450 and 5900X 550 and the 5950X $800 and all, all four of these CPUs will launch globally on November 5th. Oh wow, um, look, uh, I'm, okay now I'm comparing between the flagships, the 5900X and Intel's offering the 10900K. Both of them are extremely good. I feel like AMD uh, has won in everything. I don't think that there will be um, a type of uh, work or uh, you know a program that that has Intel be more perf better performing at than AMD because uh, Lisa Su, uh, president and CEO of AMD, has said that um, for gaming, which was AMD's Achilles heel uh, until that point, is now, uh, you know, something that favors AMD over Intel uh, between 1 to 20% increase. Oh, wow. And for Cinebench, that's, uh, I mean, it's a landslide. Uh, 5900X uh, takes the first ever CPU to get over 600 with 631 on single-threaded Cinebench R20. And only the 10900K scores only 544. Look, that's almost 100 points. But then again, it's getting a lot more expensive. Uh, Ryzen always used to be the, you know, the budget. I mean, it's not exactly budget it's cheaper but also better performing but now it's more expensive but still better performing so i just hope that the money is actually worth it i mean it launches on november 5th i don't have the cpu yet uh so i can't have any way to benchmark it but i mean leaks say that yes it is faster than 10 k uh i mean sure in my opinion, I would say the 5800X is where you get the most uh, price-to-performance ratio. Uh, but hey, that's just me. Uh, the 5600X is definitely a budget. Will they make an XT version of it? Uh, probably. Maybe next year, like they did with the 3000XT series. But anyways, good job to AMD. Uh, pat yourselves on the back. Uh, I mean, that, that was a great presentation. They also shared... Uh, a brief sneak peek into the big Navi in GPU lineup. Uh, it looks great. Uh, they ran Borderlands 3 on 4K and it achieved uh, more than 60 frames per second. That is incredible. Uh, and all of that with ultra high settings. That is impressive. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the tiny topics. Intel has confirmed that 
Rocket Lake 11th gen CPUs will release on Q1 2021 with support for um, what's it called PCIe Gen 4, which is good. Google Play will delay the 30% cut of all purchases in India to 2022. So that means any purchases made in India um, will not uh, be sacrificed. Spotify will now let you search for songs by their lyrics. Uh, Instagram will automatically hide offensive comments on your posts. The Asus ROG Phone 3 is now available in the US for $1,000. Uh, the PS5 uh, DualSense controller will switch uh, the uh, the cross and circle functions. So that means circle will be for select and X for back. Microsoft renamed Bing into Microsoft Bing. And Phil Spencer confirmed that Game Pass Streaming, uh, previously renamed xCloud, uh, is currently planned for PC and consoles too. And with that, we close the book of everything that's happened this week. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Please make sure to listen to the other episodes in the podcast. And don't be afraid to leave a review on other podcasts. As always, this is Isina Azam signing out. See you next weekend.